While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. music uh and i've been derelict in my duty to do so so i'm gonna try that tonight what do you think pretty good so um welcome to south coast tonight i'm marcus 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Uh, thank you all for joining me this evening. Chris will be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we've got a pretty good uh, slate. Um, we have Mayor Mitchell. Uh, I guess he's having office hours at 65. He's going to have office hours here at WBSM. Uh, twice, actually. He'll be on with Tim for his regular segment, I assume. And then he'll be in with um, me and Chris uh, at seven. So we appreciate that. You know, we usually have different conversations than what he has with Tim. You know, Tim's more of the, I feel like talks to Tim. It's more constituent type of um, on the ground stuff. And then uh, Chris and I have the, uh, I feel like more the, the, the policy ish types of, uh, I think conversations uh, with, with the mayor and we're, we're looking forward to it. It'll be fun. I'm joined by you tonight at 508-996-0500. Open phone lines uh, for the night. I'm just joined by you. Uh, might, maybe somebody else, but for now, I'm just joined by you. Uh, open phone lines. We've got actually a full slate of guests the rest of the week, too. I'm really excited about and Of course, we had that excellent interview uh, last night for, for two hours with uh, Attleboro Mayor and Bristol County Sheriff Candidate Paul Haro. Um, which you can check out on WBSM.com or on the WBSM app. Um, we'll get into it later. Speaking of the WBSM app, if you have it, you probably got the notification. I'll bring it up. Um, and then, you know, I think it's time for this story to have a, uh, have a landing and uh, just move on from it. But... Uh, you saw the probably saw the notification if, if you have the WBSM app. If not, you should download it. You get the notifications. You know that when breaking news happens, our uh, excellent news person Kate Robinson was at Third District Court today uh, covering the trial of Ward Three City Councilor Hugh Dunn, uh, the OUI trial. Um, and so, uh, if you hadn't heard, you know you, you know the you know the trial. He was. 
you know, he was, um, there was a investigation by the state police. They brought charges, uh, of OUI negligent operation, leaving the scene. And, uh, at the trial today, judge, uh, Harrington, judge Joe Harrington, uh, found Hugh Dunn to be not guilty, uh, of the OUI. So, um, you guys know if you listen, if you've been listening for a while, uh, you know that obviously Hugh and I are, are friends. Uh, I got my sort of, I, I entered the scene of New Bedford or local politics when I was um, running his first city council campaign for Ward 3. Uh, and and so I got um, interviewed. I told you guys when this story first broke that I got interviewed not really. I got a phone call from the 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 officer that was investigating. Really nice guy. The officer that was investigating the the Dunn um, OUI case, and I didn't really have much to offer then, and I didn't have much to offer today. I didn't have anything to offer today, in fact, and I still don't have anything to offer uh, on this. Um, you know, I was with him earlier in the night that night uh, the, the of the accident. Which was, you know, I left. I think I left Cork at 10, 10 o'clock, and I went home. Um, not guilty on the OUI, and then the other two were continues without a finding. Uh, the negligent operation leaving the scene. Now, with negligent operation leaving the scene, uh, the continues without a finding. I'll get into the just the sort of details on what exactly that means, because a lot of people don't know what it means. A continue without a finding um, is basically, uh, it's an admission uh, that the Commonwealth would be able to find um, beyond a reasonable doubt that those two things occurred, a negligent operation of a motor vehicle, and that person had left the scene, right? And so a continue without a finding is not a guilty, it's just... Basically, the case is quite literally what it says, continued without a finding until typically a year from, you know, the the date, a a year from the date of the of the, um, um, you know, of the uh, 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 from from the onset of the, the, the trial or the plea or whatever. So they they uh, they agreed to continue that a finding on that. Um, And. Uh, I've seen like, you know, Hugh Dunn enters probation. Yeah, it's administrative. So like there's probation and then there's like probation Um, and it's administrative. Basically, you pay some fees. You don't do anything for a year. You don't get any trouble. The case gets continued without a finding and then gets dismissed at the end. Um, So uh, that's pretty much it. there was something people talked about a lot, you know, admittedly it was a, uh, ex, you know, a, a, in terms of story, a, a story, uh, it was a good story. Um, it was a good story. It was a good thing. I, and obviously I, I didn't talk about it as much cause I didn't really want to. Um, but, um, uh, I would like to move past it. Uh, I think everybody else would like to move past it. I think Hugh Dunn's uh, done a great job on the city council. I think he continues to do so. Um, And that's pretty much it.
There's not much else to say about it. Uh, I know there'll be some pretty cool opinions that people have on it. Um, but uh, ultimately, it's an OUI case. It was a bench trial. It was a not guilty. It happens all the time. Those, that happens all the time. Um, judge Joe Harrington, I happen to know, and uh, was an excellent attorney and is an excellent judge. And the evidence was what the evidence was. And Commonwealth did their best. You know, Tim Walsh did, did his best. Uh, his, he was defense, defense attorney, Tim Walsh, did his best. And ultimately, um, you know, on the, the major charge, the OUI, Tim, you know, the, the, the defense uh, prevailed. So that's it. That's all I got to say about it. Uh, if you have anything to say about it, I'll take your calls at 508-996-0500. Um, but it just is what it is. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to get mad about it for a day and then forget about it. Um, but I wasn't there. You weren't there. And, you know, you can make all your assumptions and whatever, but ultimately uh, your assumptions on what happened aren't worth anything because you weren't there. And neither was I. So my assumptions are worth anything either. Um, so that's it. I would like to move on to um, uh, some of the exciting stuff that we have going on here at South Coast tonight. And I think that you would too. So let's do that. Let's talk about the stuff that we've been doing that's, I think, really positive and good. And one of those things is we've been featuring the sheriffs that we're WBSM. You know, the other outlets have done a, I think, done a, a good job. But I think WBSM is really in terms of coverage ground zero for the, the sheriff's debate. And it's because we have this format to offer long form conversations about the sheriffs, uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the conversations with the candidates and having the debate, the first of two debates next Wednesday. We had Sheriff Hodgson in last, uh, last night. I thought that was pretty good. I thought he did a good job. We have, um, we, we, I mean, we, we had Hodgson in last week. I thought he did a pretty good job, um, you know, defending himself. Uh, for the most part, like I said before, I you know, there's a couple answers I definitely wasn't satisfied with. Um, you know, one being the suicide rates, the recidivism rate, the answers. But it is what it is. That's up for you guys to decide, you know, which answers you liked and you didn't. Uh, Mayor Hero was in last night, and I thought he did a fine job, too. I thought he did excellent. He got some tough questions, both from McCarthy, from, you know, uh, from the audience. I asked them... I, you know, I asked some questions. I wouldn't say some were particularly hard. I would say some were, you know, I think just straight questions. And I think he, he did a pretty good job with it. I found that there was some really interesting commentary from him on. So one of the perceptions, I think, you know, obviously that Hodgson wants to, to, to campaign on. And um, I think opponents of mayor want to campaign on. I mean, they're both, they both want to paint each other as sort of um, these uh, ideologue, um, sort of these, these hard right and hard left ideologues, right? Uh, 
And I think both of them have done a decent job of presenting themselves as a lot more moderate on certain issues than people would think they are. You know, last night we had Mayor Hero on. A few of the things that I thought were very interesting to me were his comments, first of all, on law enforcement. Now, the sheriff has said this is a law enforcement job, and he talks about a lot of the law enforcement operations that he does. Hero has said the job of the sheriff is care, custody, control of the people that are in the county jails, which is true. But he also, Hero also acknowledged that there is a law enforcement component. There are law and there are ancillary law enforcement capabilities and responsibilities of the sheriff's office. And he said he would continue those if he were to be elected. And he also, I thought, did a really good job of talking about his collaborative relationship with law enforcement um, to sort of separate himself from probably some of the more more left ish more leftist labeling that opponents of him would like to apply to him like he says you know people assume i'm anti-law enforcement or i'm anti-cop because i'm a democrat but i tripled the police budget i added or i tripled the police training budget i added this task force and that task i added a cyber unit a traffic unit like you know he talked about how expansive the attleboro police department's become during his tenure as as mayor so Again, I thought he did a good job. I thought he did a really good job, um, you know, setting his record, putting out his record on law enforcement and talking about some of the law enforcement capabilities of the sheriff and why he thinks he would, um, you know, or, you know, why he would or how he would continue a lot of those capabilities. One of the things that I thought was really interesting was that he basically was that he uh, was that he basically um, uh, he said that he wouldn't refuse an ice contract if he was offered one so one of the primary uh, he said he wouldn't automatically refuse it so one of the primary criticisms of sheriff hodgson is that he focuses too much on immigration enforcement he's defended that he said it's part of the job you know he's gone down to the border however many times he's gone down to the border and you know he put money towards the wall and all of that was a big supporter of trump's wall says fentanyl's coming over the border um he one of the, and he you know he had a contract with immigration and customs enforcement um ice he had the ice detention center uh because of that incident basically on may 1st of 2020 he um he cut that contract i mean uh the president biden cut that contract uh with his uh with his office and so he you know, he keeps saying it's a political hit job uh, and that one of the reasons is because he's been very outspoken on immigration 
you know, Haro said there's not many other Republicans that lost their ICE contract. And so I asked him because he's been critical of Hodgson's, you know, focus on immigration. He's called it a uh, he said it. he said before that, you know, he does it to distract from his record as sheriff, from his record as an administrator of county correctional facilities. And so I asked uh, Mayor Haro if he would turn down a contract from ICE, from the Biden administration, if you were to be offered one. I thought his answer on that was actually really interesting. And we're, we'll actually, we're going to take a break, and then um, I'll, I'll get to that uh, when we get back. Stay tuned. This is South Coast Tonight. sheriff is to run a county jail the main job the main job so that means that means you're not going to do away with some of the ancillary law enforcement capabilities of the sheriff's office if you're elected the ones that the sheriff auction has done and if you were to be offered by the biden administration an ice contract you would refuse it i don't know we have to look and see i I, I, that's a hypothetical i don't know the answer to that yet really it's you know i have to find out what's involved who's going to be affected what's the you know what what's the impact of it how much are they going to fund it are they going to be taking staff away from it is it you know are they going to supply us with you know the equipment we need or we on our own to do that i mean there's a lot of questions i would have to ask because you know as, as mayor you know i have a lot of programs going on in the city and we don't apply for every grant that is offered to us because a lot of things we just don't have the staff to tackle so um so uh i think that i think that that answer was really interesting uh because again i think it i think it shows a more technocratic side to uh, Mayor Hero, because again, I think both candidates in this race have, in its politics, um, have tried to paint each other as ideologues and extremists. I think sheriff. I think the sheriff does a good job at um, presenting uh, a more compassionate side to his, you know, administration of the jails than his critics would say that he has. I think he does a good job of explaining that. I think Mayor Haro does a really good job of, you know, sort of talking about how he's more technocratic than I think he probably gets credit for. You know, again, that was one of the criticisms, and it was mostly, I think, sour grapes, but one of the criticisms of the Democratic opponent that he beat um, was that he went too far left. And that's, you know, I don't think that's really... It's not, I don't know where he went too far left, because if you hear him here, he seems to be a lot more technocratic and like sort of pragmatic about how he would, he would oversee the prison system keeping, you know, because talking about keeping law enforcement capabilities and saying not outright refusing an ICE contract, I think that's a big deal. I think there's a lot of people that support Mayhero that would probably like him to say, yes, 
I would uh, get rid of. Uh, yes, I would refuse here and, and going forward forever, um, you know, a, a contract with the Department of Homeland Security. But he's saying, well, I don't know if, if it depends on what kind of function it serves, what money are we getting and what staff it requires. Are they going to add staff or are they going to take away staff? Right. And I think it's, you know, a lot of that has to do probably with his experience as a mayor, um, because when you're a mayor, you're a lot more technocratic. Um, you're um, you're a lot more technocratic. It's a lot less at the municipal level of government. It's a lot less partisan for the most part. There's sometimes partisanship can appear in local government. But as someone who works in local government, as someone who's elected in local government myself, and, you know, I think a lot of people will say this, the 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 ideology, the left-right ideology never really comes up. It's more of a matter of, okay, does this work or does this not work, right? Is this beneficial to our department or to our town or city or is it not? And I think that really showed itself. I think that side of Mayor Rowe, the, the municipal pragmatist, really, I think he did a good job of demonstrating that last night again i think there are conceptions that these opponent that these two like to paint of each other that are um you know uh extremists but i think they really do a good job of showing another side to themselves uh and i guess you know if you couldn't defend your record you probably wouldn't be a mayor or be a sheriff to begin with um but there's a lot of points in that in that as someone who's covered this race extensively, there were definitely points in that interview where I think I learned something about Mayor Haro. Even with Sheriff Hodson, I think I learned something about Sheriff Hodson, um, which is why I'm so excited to get these long-form conversations going. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Good evening. Yo, Marcus. Don up in Stoughton. Hey, Don. What's up? <clears throat> okay. Earlier today, having a discussion with Tim <clears throat> regarding the driver's licenses for illegal aliens. So I pulled up the law, the Family Mobility Act, and I read it through and through, and I'm pretty good at reading. Okay. And I found out a few things. It's like, well, nowhere does it state that if one of these illegal aliens have this new license, that they're mandated to produce it. Okay. All right? So if there's an accident or something like that and an officer or somebody requests the driver's license, they can say, well, I haven't applied for it yet, so I don't have one, even though, quote, they might have one. Which then begs the question. Wait, 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 wait. Does it say in the law that they don't have... Hold on. Where does it say in the law that they can say to an officer that I don't have a license? Or it doesn't have... say that. Okay, well... But it, but it is not mandated that they must, you know, affirm the fact that they do have a license and produce it. it, it the laws are but, positive. But if they know, have the a driver's is... license, yeah. those driver's licenses are typically governed by the laws that are already written in Massachusetts law, right? You would think so, but this is a special license. Is it, or is it just a driver's license that's not a real ID? I have no idea. That's the thing. It's not a special license because, you know, a lot of us... Because a lot of us are getting real IDs, which is a uh, uh, a license with uh, that's recognized by the federal government as a federal ID that can you know go through T- it can be used for TSA and all that other Correct. stuff. 
That was because so many other licenses had been falsified and fraudulent. And so they forced people like you and me to get the real ID one because there's so many other licenses out there that are fraudulent. So, so, but these licenses are basically the licenses that we had before we got real IDs. So they're just they're regular they're driver's they're licenses. They're just regular driver's licenses. So any law that any any situation in which you're compelled to show identification to an officer would apply because you had a license because you have a driver's license. You are correct, but take okay. it the next step. What if they borrow their friend's rental car? The car is rented under a different name or something like that. They get into an accident, it might be serious injuries, etc. And they don't want to be known, even though they do hold a license, and they say, well... What if I they borrowed their friend's rental car? Yeah. What, so, so, what if they borrowed their friend's rental car? This is a serious thing. We're talking about giving, uh, having the opportunity for uh, uh, possibly 200,000 more people um, to be licensed, insured, and on the road safely. And the hypothetical you're giving me, Don, is what if someone yeah. borrowed their friend's rental car... Uh, it what, seems like well, an extraordinary that, circumstance. That is just a, a singular instance that I'm just posing to you. But it could be any instance at all that they choose not to identify themselves, even though they possess the license. Sure, but anybody because could do that. I mean, I could do. I, I could do that too. I could say, I, you know, who are you? I, I don't know. Who, you know, like I, I'm so and so. You know, I'm not Marcus. I'm and, Don. And, and Sto- and I could say, say I'm Don. I'm Don from Stoughton, and I don't have a license. Alien. That you haven't yet applied for the license, correct? Because you don't have your documents and are able to do so. Well, I don't understand. Or will they say, uh, your name is, you know, you don't, you say you don't live here. We'll, we'll hold you for 24 hours to check out who you are. And okay. then you can be identified, but not, not with an illegal alien who has no documents and who's basically they, gotten rid of the license. But if, if they have the license, they would have had to have documentation because they have the license. Correct. Okay. Correct. But what if I lie to you, the police officer, and say, well, I've never applied for the license, and before the police show up, I I throw the license away, put it down the sewer or something like that, and then I can say, well, I haven't applied for one yet, and my name is uh, Andrew Jackson. Okay. You see, I'm looking for the worst case scenarios. I want to make sure that you know this problem doesn't exist. Yeah, I just I just don't know out, what the difference is between uh, someone who gets a license under this law and someone who who gets a license through uh, the means that it's it, a special license. It's just a driver's Uniquely license. Made it's, for illegal aliens. No, it's just a regular driver's license, though. It's, it's not the, the license itself no. isn't special. It doesn't the, say on it this is a this is a driver's license for illegals or undocumented or anything like that. It just has a, it's just a driver's license. Correct. In fact, one of the criticisms of the law is that it's not a special license. One of the criticisms on the right of the law is that it's it's actually just a regular license because you know you've heard we've had Anthony Amore in here and we've had other Republicans talk about how it should be a driver per- privilege card or something like that. How it should be distinct it, it should from be a, other licenses. It should be a driver's permit, not a license. Sure, it, but it the, that's the point. The criticism of the different. law on the conservative side, for the most part, is that. You know, what, I mean, among many is that this is just a regular license and not a special license. So if it's not a special license, it doesn't get special treatment. Uh, if you have a driver's license but and you're on the road, you are governed by the same laws as everybody counselor, else. Counselor, take a breath. 
but these are special people and this is a special circumstance for license and under that situation the law should state emphatically and clearly that if they do hold a license that they are to produce it because the next question would beggar what if we find out that they did have the license and they refused to produce it can they be prosecuted and then lastly what is the punishment for this person for having the license but refusing to identify or produce it i assume would be the same as everybody else's jail but if this is the point i'm making but or I get it, but the thing is, is if you're, let's say, if you're an undocumented immigrant or illegal alien, whatever you want to call it, and you're and you commit a crime or you do something that's no, illegal, you're, you're in an auto accident, the, people the, are injured in that, right? But the the punishment okay. is the same. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the punishment for the uh, guiltiness of the accident. Of that what if the guy, what if the person refuses to provide any documentation at all? Or identify themselves and lie about the fact that they do have a license, but they've gotten rid of it regular, or refuse to show it. A regular person could do, like a, a, a resident, a legal resident could do that too. It, it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. A legal resident could do that. Anybody could do that. But Anybody can lie. There is nothing in the law for this special license that mandates that they have. Well, to because it's it it's a, it. because it's it's not. It's not a special license. It's the ability for people who aren't able to apply for licenses right now to apply for the same license that everybody has. So it's not a special license. It is the ability for people to apply for a license. No, I, I have to. It's a specially made up license for people here. The license isn't the, the license isn't the exception. The exception is the application of getting one of those licenses. The eligibility is what's Correct. changing. Ex- the eligibility ex- is changing, not the license it's, itself. It's an exception for the person to hold a special license because they are not citizens and they have to provide other documentation. No, it's a, allegedly but, proving but, but, who they but, are. But here's the thing. Non-citizens have been driving in the Commonwealth for 30 years, those aren't spe- and hopefully because green card holders can, can green card holders can get licenses Correct. too, and those licenses Correct. aren't and, special; they're they're regular drivers' the green licenses. Green card holders have provided proper documentation to show who they are, but this is not the case with the illegals who come across here with possibly made up identification. We do not know who there's they a, are. I mean, uh, there's a significant like it's it's almost half. I think of undocumented immigrants come here legally and then their legal status expires. So they typically have the documentation of showing some who they do, are. Some don't. That is correct. Yeah. But not the masses that are coming across now. And now that we have to have a, quote, special license for these undocumented illegal aliens. So I'm guessing you're in no one question four. Well, yeah, I'd like to at least know more about the people that are coming here. I mean, my grandparents came here. They were resident aliens. I even have their paperwork. Yeah. And they followed the law. Yeah, the laws, I mean, yeah, safe to say the laws are probably different now than, I mean, different now than when your parents came in. But, um, uh, but again, I, I just, if, if, like, if you get, it's, it's not the, the distinguishing, and I'll, I'll say this again, the, the distinguishing fact, the, what's distinguished here is not the license, it's the people that can apply for them. And if they can't apply for them, that means they have documentation. That means we have to know who they are because they wouldn't be able to apply for the license anyway. That's Well, again, if you accept the documentation that they provide. Yes. Which could be fraudulent. We don't know. Yeah, I, We uh, don't know, Marcus. 
The, yeah, they have to. The, the, the RMV has to authenticate it. So, oh, wait a second. You mean the taxpayers of the United States have to pay for this? I, you correct. Know, I go down there. I provide the documentation to prove who I am. And I, that so has to be. And that has. Yet, if the illegals walk in there, now the registry well, has well, to well, take well, and, and you are correct. Well, hold on. The registry. What do you mean they have the to? Registry. What do you mean they don't have to pay? I mean, there's an RMV worker there that looks at the documents that you have. They're the ones that 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 process your licensure. I don't know how it's different than anybody else. In case there's any questions about the documentation provided by the illegals, the registry is then it's incumbent upon them to take and review the documentation and to try to ask. But wouldn't they do that with anybody else? Pardon? Wouldn't they do that with everybody else? If there's questions of the documentation, they have to look at it. You you see, when I went down with my real ID, all the doctors, they they argued with me over one envelope. They said, we we can't accept that envelope. And I (laughs) says, why not? You accepted the paperwork that came in it. Yeah. And all of a sudden they look really stupid and, but I had to prove why they weren't going to take that envelope and, and run it through any process to determine whether or not it was true. Okay. So with an illegal alien, the RMV is supposed to do that. Okay. They're supposed to spend time and money to ascertain whether or not the documentation provided by the illegal is true. And the trade-off so, is... Not for me. Not for me, Marcus. And the trade-off <laughs> is we have people on the road that are licensed, insured, and trained to drive. So that sounds good to me. Hey, Don, I gotta let I gotta hold you there, right, but I Marcus, appreciate the call. Thank you. All right, I'm gonna take a break. I see you guys on the line waiting patiently, and uh, I'll take your calls when we get back. Listen to us live. Yes, uh, we got one. Phone lines are blowing up. We got one open line. If you want to call in at five zero eight nine nine six zero five four, let's go right to the phones. Good evening. You're live. Hi, uh, Marcus. How are you doing? Good. All right. Hey, yes, uh, I always listen to you and Chris. You guys are really good. Thank you. Uh, love to hear it. Appreciate uh, it. But, uh, you know, Marcus, uh, you're a little uh, young and dumb <laughs> when, it com- when it comes to the uh, illegals. Oh, and yeah? you have a nice night. All right. Thanks. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live. Hey, uh, is this me, Marcus? Yeah. Hey, um... Yeah, I mean, I need a social security number in order to get my license and insurance. So I agree with your previous caller that it would be a different license. So essentially, you're promoting the idea of creating. It's a the same. No, it's the same because because there are, there are people that get their licenses without social security numbers now. So it's the same license, just a different applica- a different way to apply for it. I would assume. So. So I'm wrong in the idea that I need a social security number in order to get my insurance and driver's license. How do they get insurance? Never mind the license. Like, cool, they got a license. How do they get insurance? Um, I mean, I would I would assume that if you're, I would assume like a tax ID number, something like that, or uh, in a driver's license number, would yeah, probably be sufficient. You're just guessing here. Well, yeah, like, you, you have no, <laughs> you have no idea how this works. Again. Again, again, there's but 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 the point is that there's non-residents. No, seriously, how do they get insurance without a social security? It's number? been happening here for over thirty years. People who who have not been residents who do, do not, not have a social. Permit, sec- 
Not for me. Not, not for you. Okay, not for you, but for other people. Because, again, for 30 years, green card holders... So, so why do hold I... On, hold on, hold on. I've been... I, I let you talk. Let me talk now. For over 30 years, people who are green card holders, who are residents have been able to get their license. They don't have social security numbers. They've been able to get their driver's license. There have been no complaints about this. There have been no issues about identifications or voter fraud or how did they get their insurance without a social security card. My assumption is a tax ID number or some sort of identification number that they're granted um, by the state government would be sufficient. Are these people allowed to buy insurance? Yes, they'd have to buy insurance. Why do I need to provide my social security number and they don't? Uh, because they don't have one. I'm assuming they have a tax ID number that they'd give them. If I don't have a social security but number, But why does it I matter? But but here's the insurance. thing. What does it matter what, how you get your insurance or how they get their insurance? Because Who I'm cares? Not, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about what my rights are. You think so, that having to provide your social security number to get your insurance is an, is is some sort of infringement on your rights? I personally don't like to hand out my social security number, Marcus. I mean, I, I mean, you use your social security number for a lot of things. I, I don't think it's an infringement on your rights because you need it for insurance. Again, they you, have an identification. Never heard of the idea of. People not wanting to like just hand out their social security. It's numbers. an insurance agency. You're not just handing it out. It's an insurance agency. They're going to insure your car. They yeah, have. So they have. But but they're governed by they're governed by record. They're governed by uh, records laws. It's not like they're just they can go willy nilly with your insurance uh, with your social security number. They're governed by confidential information laws, like a lot so of agencies are that have that information. It? Why do I have to give it and they don't? I don't know, man. It, because you get one, they don't. Of so they have. You to, don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It, who cares? Like, I, honestly, who ca- who cares what method you use to get your insurance? You are a, a res. You are an American-born citizen. You have a social security number. So someone with a who right now, currently, who has a green card, might not be using. Uh, who's been able to get their license for thirty years might be using maybe a tax ID number. Right. Some other form of identification that has worked. What does it matter that you have to use your social security number and they have to use maybe a tax ID number or some other or or some other designated or some other designated number or or identification that they're given? It it doesn't it doesn't matter. I I just don't I don't just don't know how it matters. Good evening. You're live. Hey, Marcus. Um, Hey, you're not young, young and dumb. I appreciate that. You're young and liberal. You just haven't got mugged yet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I just want to point out something. So I remember uh, back when Massachusetts did away with Social Security can, numbers can, on the. Can I actually hold you until the 9 o'clock hour? Because, or can can you call back at the 9 o'clock hour? Because I got a five minute break I got to take in at 7.55. Can you call back at 9? At 9 or 8? I mean, at eight. Sorry, at eight. Sorry, <laughs> sure. it was a long day. You, you, you are you are young. <laughs> All right. All right. Check, your, check back with you. All right. Cool. All right. I'm gonna take this break. 